the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So nearly two dozen Republicans joined all House Democrats to table, thus killing a resolution to censure uh, Representative Rashida Tlaib. 222 to 186 was the final number. And as I noted, of those who either voted against uh, the resolution or declined to vote, three of them were Ohio Republicans. Dave Joyce did not vote. Uh, and two Ohio Republicans voted against censuring Rashida Tlaib. One was Mike Turner. The other was Congressman Max Miller. And uh, Congressman Miller is a regular guest on this program. Uh, I have a good relationship with him, and I felt comfortable and confident enough to contact him last night asking him why. Not only did he tell me why and what his belief was on this issue, he promised he would come live this morning to explain this to all uh, all of our listeners and certainly all of his constituents. So Congressman Max Miller does indeed join us now on AM 1420, the answer exclusively talking about this uh, very controversial vote. Congressman, good morning. It's good to talk to you again. How are you? Thank you, Bob. I'm, I'm doing really well. And uh, thank you for giving me the platform this morning to go ahead and explain, you know, the votes that I've taken in Congress and Look, as a legislator, that's my job. People have questions about votes that I take. Uh, they put me in this seat, and I should be able to respond to them. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to get into it uh, and get into the reasons as to why. You know, there are a number so, of uh, members of Congress that I would have been shocked to see not voting for this resolution. Um, perhaps none as much as I was uh, shocked to see you, because you have been one of the most outspoken online anyway, uh, you know, in your official platforms, um, in support of Israel and uh, opposed to the horrific uh, attack by Hamas. Uh, you have opposed aiding Gaza. You have opposed uh, 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 so many things that, you know, that uh, the radical left has, has, I think, championed here in support of the quote-unquote Palestinian movement. You have been very resolute in your condemnation of everything that has happened in your support of Israel. So when I saw your name on the list of those voting against the censure of what I believe to be an actual terrorist sympathizer, someone whose loyalty is not with the United States, someone whose loyalty is with Palestinians or Palestinians, particularly still in the Middle East, um, not to mention I agree her, with you. not to mention her, uh, her, her uh, constituents in, uh, in Dearborn, Michigan. I have actually argued that she should be expelled from from Congress. Uh, a step toward that would be an official censure. So when I saw your name, Congressman Miller, given all you have said in support of Israel and condemning Hamas, this blew me away. Can you explain to everybody right now why you did what you did? Yeah, and, and I'm more than happy to. This resolution, uh, and look, I want to make something very clear. I, I like MTG. She's a friend. I, we're, we're both friends. But this resolution, if you read it in its full text, Bob, in which I sent you and which we can publish on social media so the constituents can see this very I, I read it in text. full before I read it in full to our listeners before you came on just okay. so they know what happened. Well, yep. Well, thank you. But this specific text and this specific resolution was modeled after the January 6th insurrection legislation that the Democrats used against President Donald J. Trump. This is the exact type of resolution they used against him. I agree with you that Rashida Tlaib is a disgusting human being who does not answer, I mean, literally is 
you know, harboring terrorism thoughts and rhetoric, okay? We see that you won't even answer for slaughtered babies, in which, you know, I have family over there in Israel, and I'm one of two just Republican Jews in this body, and I kicked Ilan Omar off the House Foreign Affairs Committee. But I have to tell you something, Bob. I'm a principled conservative, and if that means that there's a resolution that is literally unlawful and called a riot that happened at the Capitol on October 18th, an insurrection, then we're only giving the Democrats more credibility when it comes to January 6th. And that is something I am never going to stand for, because January 6th was never an insurrection. And what happened on October 18th wasn't an insurrection. Marjorie should have taken this bill through regular order and committee markup and worked with other members of Congress in order to achieve this. If she would have done that, Bob, this would have passed unanimously throughout the House Republican conference. She chose to go a different route. But I want to repeat, you know, as a member of Congress voting on something that says there is an insurrection here on October 18th, that's a flat out lie to the American people. And it's unconstitutional. And that's something I'm not going to put my name on and stand for. I think she's vile. And there's other censure measures that are going to be introduced, and we will hold her accountable the appropriate way, in the American way. So your biggest problem with this, with this resolution of censure is the language that says there was an insurrection that she led. And your reason for that is you're saying if we accept this as an insurrection, that we essentially would be uh, agreeing that January 6th was an insurrection. Is that correct? That is Yes, sir. That is absolutely correct. It gives the Democrats the credibility to say that that was an insurrection when it was not. And to be very clear, on October 18th, I, li- I literally have an office in the Cannon House office building, Bob. I walked around that day of just one of two Republican Jews, and I was not concerned for my safety. I was not concerned for my life. I walked around. No one, I felt fine, okay? This is a gimmick, and that's what I want to tell to the American people. If Marjorie was serious about censoring Rashida Tlaib, she just would have focused on her remarks when it came to Israel and policy and what Rashida has said and what she hasn't accepted about terrorism. That is a serious legislator. This was a gimmick, and I actually find it insulting as somebody who's Jewish that she would try to prop up her own fame as opposed to holding Rashida Tlaib accountable for the savage comments that she repeatedly makes. And so for me, this is personal, and I find this reprehensible. This woman should be censured, and she will be censured. But she needs to be censured in the appropriate way, and this just isn't it. And I'm proud to stand with Chip Roy and Thomas Massey, who both agree with me that this legislation was modeled after the January 6th insurrection legislation that went after President Donald J. Trump, and that's something I'm not going to stand for. We're talking with Congressman Max Miller this morning exclusively a day after, really less than a full day after um, uh, a very important vote uh, to censure Rashida Tlaib for her uh, anti-Semitism and her pro-terrorist rhetoric. Um, Congressman, I get that you're, you know, you're pretty proud of the fact that Chip Roy and Thomas Massey agree with you, but nearly 200 of your colleagues, including some of your closest friends and most staunch conservative allies in that uh, Republican conference, voted to approve and uh, uh, support this this censure. What do you say to them? Bob, I can tell you. So I'm happy to share this and I'm unfiltered. And you, you know me from the very beginning to right now. 
I can tell you that the majority of the members in the Republican conference, whether they're going to say it publicly or not, agree with me, and that they were scared to not take that vote because they were afraid that they were going to face the pressure on social media, the same pressure that I'm facing right now in the backlash from the constituency. This is what Congress has done. This entire Congress has been run by the minority to go ahead and to push these objectives. Look, I agree with a lot of what the minority has pushed. But right now, the majority of members took that vote, Bob, very simply. And that's a simple vote because they didn't want to go against Marjorie because she's scary. I'm not going to lie. She's intimidating. She comes at you with a massive platform, and so does Matt Gates, And they bully members into a vote. It's really funny to me that when I came here, everyone warned me about leadership and how leadership was going to, you know, cultivate me and, and change me and tell me how to vote a certain way. You know, as someone who just voted for Jim Jordan for speaker every single round until we finally hit Mike Johnson, it's not leadership that corrupts people. It's the minority of this conference that bullies other members into voting a certain way. And that is just the flat out truth. And I'm telling you that as someone who's on the inside of these halls of Congress, who sits in conference meetings and deals with these rank and file members who don't have the courage to speak up because they're too lazy and complacent and like their jobs too much in Congress, Bob. That's why. We need to send real fighters to Washington, not complacent losers who just go with the status quo. I'm not that type of guy. But in this particular case, you are among the, the minority of, uh, of, of Republicans. You, you are one of the minority Republicans who essentially sided with the Democrats as you condemn the minority of the uh, bullies, as you say, who try to uh, force the entire conference to vote a certain way. In this case, you're on the small side. Correct. But I've heard this rhetoric before, and it really confuses me because I just saw eight Republicans team up with 200 and some odd Democrats, but yet they were held as conservative crusaders. But logic would tell you that they're the biggest rhinos in our conference. So I have a really hard time with that rhetoric from our own base. That that math doesn't add up. Um, I'm having a really hard time struggling with that and the rhetoric from our conference. I disagree, Bob, respectfully. I think that... The people who took that vote were principled in their way, and I'm not accepting an insurrection on October 18th or for President Donald Trump, and I stand by that. This censure measure, as you have read, was more about an insurrection on October 18th than it was about Rashida Tlaib's comments. Insurrection was mentioned more than any other word in that resolution. I think you can agree. If you were a legislator, if you were you know, drawing a piece of legislation up, Bob, that you wouldn't have even done that. And I think you would have just curtailed it to her comments and gotten a unanimous vote on the House floor. And I believe that a, a you know, logical person would do that. But she wouldn't take comments from other legislators, and that's why it didn't pass. This is just like the shift resolution. It needs to go through regular order. We fought for these rules in the beginning of Congress, that you shouldn't bring privilege resolutions to the floor, that it should go through proper committee and markup and the rules committee. I mean, we dragged Kevin McCarthy through hell to make sure that that rule got in place, and now people don't even follow it. And then people wonder why pieces of legislation fail on the floor. It's because the same people who fought for those rules aren't playing by them. It's incredibly frustrating. I want to uh, follow up on, on playing by the rules because, you know, you, you've compared this language to the language in the, uh, 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 from the January 6th committee and their, their resolution. Um, and and you say you don't want to legitimize their calling January sixth a a uh, an actual insurrection by saying that this was an insurrection. Um, court of public opinion matters. Um, they have already convinced a significant portion of the country and certainly all of the media that January sixth was indeed an insurrection. And so, if they have convinced people of that, even if technically you're right and you are, 
And, and I agree with you, and I've been saying the same thing on the radio since January 7th. It was a terrible riot that it got out of control. It was never an insurrection. It was never a planned attempt to overthrow the government or stop the transfer of power, et cetera, et cetera. I agree with you. You're right. So let me say that out loud. You're right. That was not. But America has been told that it was. That committee carried a lot of weight. They put it on national TV. Uh, They produced it prime time with an ABC television producer, for crying out loud, so that they could convince everybody it was. And so since in the mind of most Americans it was, what's wrong with saying if that was an insurrection, then doggone it, this was too, which is what the language dictates. Because even, you know, as I told you, Bob, before and what I've told other people, I don't look at the Democrat Party or anyone in the Democrat Party as the gold standard bearer for how I'm going to proceed as a conservative Republican within the House of Representatives. I think that's ridiculous. So so they can lie to the American people. Yes, we know they abuse the First Amendment. We're the conservative party. I'm not going to, you know. I'm not going to abuse the power that I have. That's what sets us apart from them. If I want to play low and I want to play dirty and I want to be disgusting, then fine. You know what? Maybe I should just change my party registration. But too bad. I'm not going to do that because I have a backbone. Just because Democrats get away with it and they make it okay doesn't make it okay for us. And if we aren't the party, Bob, to push back and say that wasn't an insurrection and continue on with that narrative because it wasn't and push back, against the media, which is the Democrats' largest super PAC they have within our country, then you're right. We will lose that ground. So you know what? I respectfully disagree. I'm not going to cede that ground. I'm going to continue to push back on these people and say it's not an insurrection as a member of Congress because it's not. And we need more conservative fighters out there saying that every single day to someone like me, and I have been. I'm not backing away. It's the same thing when it comes to our kids' schools. Conservatives shouldn't leave the public school program because the more they do, the more the Democrats win. I'm sick of the Democrats winning. We're principled. We don't cower. We have spines. If I want to be a jellyfish, then you know what? Then maybe I'll go play with Joe Biden and he can go, you know, we'll have fun at nap time or whatever. But that's not why I'm here, Bob. I'm here to get real work done and not play gimmicks. And this was a gimmick. And there's going to be a new center that's going to be introduced. And that will pass. And that will get the majority, if not everyone in the Republican Party, because this needed to go through regular order. We, I mean, once again, are you drafting that, Congressman Miller? Are you drafting the new resolution of censure against Rashida Tlaib? We are drafting a censure, yes. And I want to further add, not only is our office drafting a censure, but General Jack Bergman from Michigan has his own resolution uh, and Rashida Tlaib. And that resolution I'm a big fan of because it literally would get all of the votes on the Republican conference to pass and she would be censured. I mean, once again, there's no insurrection here on October 18th. Yes, we are working on a censure. I'm interested to see what General Bergman's censure looks like for Michigan, uh, but hopefully him and I can team up. Uh, if not, but one of them will be moved to the floor and she will be censured. Rashida Tlaib has by, been by far, Congressman Max Miller, the, the leader in this, um, but she's not alone. Would there be any thought as you draft a new uh, resolution of censure to including Ilhan Omar, Pramila Jayapal, and anybody else that's on the Hamas caucus, which is what we're calling it, to Corey Bush and so many others who have been just as loud, just as anti-Semitic, just as shrill, and just as um, uh, you know dedicated to supporting terrorist organizations by screaming for a ceasefire? Any, any chance that there will be other names included in such a resolution? At this moment in time, we don't have any other names that are being considered because it was only Ms. Tlaib's name on the current resolution. But we're looking at all options. And I just want to add one more thing, Bob. Uh, last week, 
we introduced an amendment through the appropriations process. Rashida Tlaib has a Palestinian flag that is outside of her office. Mm -hmm. We introduced an amendment to get rid of that flag and for government funding to actually pay for it so it can be displayed in the halls of Congress. The halls of Congress are meant for the American people. Not only have we gotten Ilan Omar, we kicked her off her committee. It was the first thing we did here in Congress. We've now targeted Rashida Tlaib, and we're going to go after the rest of the Hamas squad. And I'm not going to stop. And that's why I'm very comfortable in this position, and I just hope the constituency at this moment understands how we are looking at this current censure. This censure had more to do with an insurrection on October 18th than Tlaib's comments. And as somebody who's Jewish, I do find it incredibly insulting. This is a moment to address the atrocities and our greatest ally in Israel and not to address a gimmick only for clicks and fundraising and then to slam other Republicans online. That's why this is so frustrating for me, Bob. You know, we're far from unified at this point, but I think that after this is done and we can get back to regular order and Speaker Johnson finally has a foothold on this conference, things are finally going to get better. But right now we're far away from that, as you can see. Yeah, well, I'm very glad to know that you are going to be introducing another resolution of censure because I think the people need to hear that you are not somehow not uh, critical of or condemning Rashida Tlaib and everything that she has done and said. So I'm glad to hear that. I want to ask you one final question. It's not having to do with this resolution, but um, yesterday we found out that uh, there was a statement issued by the White House, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, on the president's establishment of the first-ever national strategy to counter Islamophobia at a time, Congressman Miller, when, according to federal hate crime statistics, 60% of hate crimes in America last year were targeting Jews. 9% targeted Muslims. So what does the White House do? They create a first-ever national strategy to counter Islamophobia, not anti-Semitism, but Islamophobia. How do you react to that? Disgusting. Uh, I think it's absolutely reprehensible. I mean, this is the progressive left, once again, pushing President Biden because, you know, he's got people who actually want from the river to the sea. And we know what that means. The river to the sea means from the West Bank all the way to the Gaza Strip, which is everything in Israel, which means death to Jews. Um, look, Islamophobia, is it real? Yes. Uh, is anti-Semitism real? Yes. Is there all forms of hate within our country? But I find it uh, absolutely disgusting that President Biden would start this as it looks as if there is now a genocide going across uh, not only you know the world right now when it comes to Israel, but a huge anti-Semitism rise within our country. And by the way, if you actually look at the anti-Semitism rise versus Islamophobia within our country, it's more than six or seven times the number. Uh, and it has skyrocketed, and we've seen that liberal universities and campuses cannot, can no longer hide how they really feel about Jewish people. Make no mistake, uh, you know, President Biden may have had a decent response when it came to responding to Israel, but he created the situation. Uh, and him showing for, his, you know, pretty much terrorists, I, this is what I expect from President Biden. He's feckless, and because of his weakness on the world stage, he's invited aggression in Ukraine and now Israel, and now we see other countries getting involved. And we need to vote him out in 24 and get Trump back in to bring stability to this country, finally, to get back where we were just a few years ago. And I need it, and I believe everyone is desperate for it, and I believe we're going to get him there. Do you believe, Congressman Max Miller, that we will pass um, uh, a spending bill that, uh, that uh, Speaker, New Speaker Johnson is, is proposing, uh, which is a standalone $14 billion aid package to Israel. Um, do you think that the entire Republican conference will back that? 
I think it will pass out of the House of Representatives. I don't know if it will pass out of a democratically led Senate. And right now, I know Speaker Johnson is conferencing with, you know, Senate President uh, Schumer and uh, Leader McConnell, and they're working through that right now. I'm very confident it'll pass out of the House. I don't know if it'll pass out of the Senate. I mean, to be very clear, Bob, the last kind of 23 days when we didn't have a speaker put us into paralysis. We would have been over 90 percent done with the appropriations process. These Israel aid packages would have come out the door as well as maybe a couple others. I mean, right now we have pushed ourselves a month behind our traditional schedule. Now even kicking the farm bill to probably after the new year and looking for an extension. And that's really big for our community when we talk about Medina, Wayne and Holmes counties that we have in the 7th District. So, um, you know, we got a lot of work ahead of us and we're going to lose a lot of weekends as we should. Um, but I think that we're going to get back on track and find a way forward to actually, um, you know, yeah, we are probably going to pass a short-term spending bill to directly answer your question. It's the only way that we're going to be able to get through the appropriations process. And uh, we were put in that position because of the speaker fight. Uh, Congressman Miller, let me circle back to the beginning of our conversation to end it this way so that everybody hears you loudly and clearly. You are drafting a new resolution of censure for Rashida Tlaib. You are not opposed to her censure. You are opposed to the way it was written by Marjorie Taylor Greene, correct? Yes, absolutely. We're introducing a censure. And, Bob, I mean, just to go over, I mean, once again, I'm one of two Republican Jews in Congress. I've been the loudest voice on Israel. If anyone goes on my social media or see any interviews or if I've ever spoken on the House floor, there's not one complimentary thing that I've ever said about the Hamas squad. The first action I did as a member of Congress is I booted off Ilan Omar off the House Foreign Affairs Committee for her anti-Semitic rhetoric. I then targeted Rashida Tlaib with the appropriations process to remove the Palestinian flag. I've literally made it my mission to go after the Hamas squad in Congress. And guess what? We're putting W's on the board because we already have those resolutions passed. So I have an issue with the language when it came to the censure. Rashida Tlaib is a barbarian. She shouldn't even be in the United States. I've never said that she's a good or decent person. She's far from it. But as a legislator, I feel as if you should be principled and have the responsibility to, you know, vote on something when you know it is literally illegal and unconstitutional, that if it were to pass, then you would be privy to that. And that's something I can't stand for. So we're going to draw up a new resolution, a new censure, and we're going to we're going to nail it to the wall. And that's going to be that Ti- timeline on that time, timeline on that, Congressman. Any when we'll we're see intru- that new censure. We're, we're introducing it today. So okay. we'll have it introduced today on the House floor. And, we'll, you know, we'll try to push it for a vote as fast as we can. But once again, we're going to do this the right way, Bob. We're going to go and we're going to seek input so we can get the other members who didn't like that censure to vote unanimously to make sure that the entire body can hold her accountable. Congressman Max Miller answering the uh, tough questions. Uh, it was like I said, it was a shock because I know every word you just said is true. As a Jewish man and as with family in Israel, you have been as 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 hard on and as uh, uh, opposed to everything that has happened over there with respect to Hamas, with respect to Palestinians, and with respect to uh, the uh, the supporters of, of Hamas and Palestinians here in the United States. No one has been harder on you, which is why it was a shock for a lot of people to see your name on that list. So I wanted to get clarity. I wanted to get an explanation. I appreciate you coming on and giving us that, Congressman. And, and Bob, I got to tell you, I just want to say, you know, thank you for reaching out last night. And to anyone who's listening, and I said this to you as well, Bob, you know, if anyone has a question about any of our votes within Congress, you, I work for all of you. I work for everybody who is listening. If you guys have any questions, you know, please contact Bob or please contact myself or my office, 
And I'm always happy to discuss anything that's, that's, that's happening up here because you all deserve that. I believe that the curtains of Congress have always been closed in front of the American people. And what I am trying to do is to open those curtains for the people of Ohio 7 and you, Bob, and all of the listeners and really paint the accurate picture of what's happening here in a very raw, genuine, and authentic way. And I'm just grateful for the platform um, and the listening and, and anything I can do. Just, you know, I like to be held accountable. So I'm happy to answer any tough questions. Just thank you again. I appreciate that. Thank you, Congressman Max Miller. All right, that's uh, that's uh, that's it for hour number one. We took it all the way up to the mark, so we're going to have to take a little time. We'll come back. we got Dr. Everett Piper coming. Of course, we're going to try to open up the phones for you as quickly as we can with reaction to that. 216-901-0945. We'll be back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.